Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchful News. It's Wednesday, January 26th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo is saying to Democrats about their efforts to pass a bill to compete with China. Number two, Republicans react to Joe Biden's moves on Ukraine. And number three, why both parties are talking about, you wait for it, Michelle Obama? (laughs) All right, Jake, let's talk about Commerce Secretary Raimondo. You spoke with her yesterday about the Democrats' renewed efforts to find a compromise between the Senate and the House on a bill to compete with China. This has been languishing for the past uh, several months uh, as there's been disagreements about what the Senate wants to do and what the House wants to do, but now kind of renewed action on this. Yeah, so let's rewind. Uh, Last summer, um, they were simpler times. No, last summer, um, (laughs) the uh, Senate passed, spent weeks on uh, USICA, the big China uh, competitiveness bill that was previously called the something for endless frontiers act which i liked better than Yusika, but anyway um, no uh, one's asking you being no, on the, no one, the bill they titles don't, they don't run this by me this stuff um anyway um just better branding but anyway so the, that bill passed the senate got sent to the house the house did nothing with it there were big disagreements between house democrats and senate democrats although this was a big um this was a big uh, a priority of Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, who negotiated this agreement um, for for um, uh, Senate Democrats. Todd Young, who you interviewed yesterday, as it is, um, uh, and you talked about Yusika, and he made some news on a lot that in a lot of fronts. But but Todd Young was the lead Republican on that. So House has done nothing with that bill. Now the administration needs a victory. I mean, uh, the Biden administration needs something, and this is frankly quite important just on the on the substance of it. I mean, uh, think about it this way: zero semiconductors are made in this country, and, and, and semiconductors go in everything. They go in, you know, refrigerators, cars, uh, military. Anything that turns on, there's a semiconductor. Yes, anything that turns on, there's a semiconductor. Right. So we buy. Not you and I, but America buys its semiconductors <laughs> from Taiwan and and um, the the administration and Republicans and Democrats, frankly, both want to stop that. So the House has put out its version um, last night, 2,900 page bill. And I know you re- you stayed up all night reading it. You know, I just I thought, hey, a little light reading. Why not? <laughs> Could you tell me what's on page 166? No, I'm kidding. Um, so um we spoke yesterday to, to Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, who interestingly says they need to pass this bill in February or March, which uh, they she said we can't wait until April, May to get this done. Um, that's kind of a, a a a tight timeline given government funding and all this stuff. And we I had a really interesting interview with her, um, and I said to her, you know, members of Congress are worried about the supply chain stuff. Why should they care about this bill? And we, she laid that out to me. She laid out a little bit of her strategy. Um, so uh, you should really check out that interview. Republicans aren't happy with this bill. It doesn't really matter because this bill is going to pass the House most likely, I would assume. And it will get negotiated out with the Senate version, uh, which could take some time. And then both chambers will have to pass a new version whenever that is. So, um, you know, bill to combat China politically and a kind of, a 
political and policy imperative, one of those weird things where both the politics and the policy should line up for both parties. Yeah, I mean, it definitely lines up. You, you, there's been a lot of movement here, certainly um, Republicans in the Senate. Um, you know, I spoke to Young yesterday, as you mentioned, uh, talking about this as just kind of this imperative. And he's been trying to really push this along, kind of using any kind of, you know, a, a deadline or cliff to try to get uh, Democrats to move on this. And now all of a sudden you see kind of the stars align here as, you know, the Build Back Better Act is on life support. Democrats have had a very tough couple of months. Um, this is kind of one thing where you could see them come together. I think this February timeline is wildly aggressive. Super aggressive. But listen, I mean, if we don't, if we've learned anything covering Congress is that timelines are often, uh, deadlines are often missed, but they, they're they important, right? I mean, you and I gave the previous administration, the Trump administration, a lot of flack in whatever year that was about the tax reform. They were going to get tax reform done by, by you know, August and Thanksgiving and then whatever. And they finally got it done. And BBB, they've blown past every deadline. I, I don't the deadline. The deadline cliffs haven't worked for Chuck Schumer, but uh, you got to put I guess you got to put a deadline on things to get people into action. And certainly will be. This is going to be a huge push. There's a ton of ton of money at stake here. Um, the whole industries are focused on this. So something we are going to be covering very closely um, as we see what actually, you know, is main is maintained in that 2900 page bill. What ends up getting cut um, already was getting a bunch of emails about different, you know, portions of then sections of the bill and concerns and making sure that, you know, we understand, you know, where there might be some uh, contentious provisions. So uh, look for a lot more from us on that in the coming days. You can check out Jake's um, whole interview with Commerce Secretary Raimondo in our AM newsletter. You can subscribe to that at punchbowl.news. All right, Jake, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We are continuing to cover the Ukraine crisis. Um, you know, we kind of have had a bunch of news in the, this week about kind of what the Biden administration is doing, how they're trying to message to the Hill. And in today's newsletter, we're really talking about uh, where Republicans are. And, you know, we have a ton of quotes here in terms of how, you know, how they're upset with the Biden administration in a lot of different ways. Um, and just you see the challenges that are going to lie ahead and where some of the kind of fissures are on foreign policy moves when it comes to where the Democrats and Republicans are. Yeah, I mean, so let's be clear. Um, the Biden administration is not considering sending troops to Ukraine, period. No one's talking about that besides Republicans who seem to be using that to bash um, bash the administration. Republicans, the, the the administration is not considering sending troops into Ukraine, period, hard stop. Now, what they are trying to do is, what they are considering is sending a, uh, sending troops to the Baltics, to, um, uh, the, to Eastern European allies of the United States to bolster our NATO allies, period. They're not looking for anything else. They're not looking to put troops in Russia and Ukraine. We're not talking about a war, at least at this point, with Russia. But, you know, it kind of runs the gamut. I mean, I think a lot of Republicans were urging the administration to put troops in our in our Eastern European ally countries. Um, and uh, now they're saying it's a little too late. It's But Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, uh, was speaking in Frankfurt, the capital of Kentucky, yesterday, 
where he said this was a good this was a good thing. This was a good he, he you know this was a good start. He's been urging the administration to do this. Some people though are against it, and you know, listen, uh, it's easy from the cheap seats, right? Congress is the cheap seats, but remember, you know, uh, the administration is going to be on Capitol Hill next week. Yesterday, we broke the news that the administration would be on Capitol Hill briefing Senate and House leadership and key committee staffers. Those are all aides, not members of Congress. The House and Senate are out this week. But you've got to guess, Anna, when when members of Congress get that information next week, when they are um, uh, confronted or when they are presented, I would say, with that with that intelligence, um, they might sing a different tune. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Michelle Obama. It's a, a figure in politics, obviously, um, that... Democrats love uh, for, for, for a variety of reasons. Republicans loathe. And there's an interesting trend that we've noticed. Both Republicans and Democrats are using Michelle Obama in campaign solicitations, though it's a, a pretty different tactic by both parties. Yeah, Republicans, for you know, for reasons that are not clear to me, have sent out two, the National Republican Senatorial Committee has sent out two fundraising solicitations indicating that Michelle Obama's considering a run for president. Now, you know, she's not. <laughs> she said like 60 million times she has no interest in running for, for public office, although, you know, we've had some discussions about whether she'd be a good candidate. I think, I mean, I would assume her approval ratings are sky high. Um and uh, uh, I think this is all coming from Joe Rogan, the conservative podcaster who suggested that Michelle Obama might run for president. I don't think Joe Rogan. He's, he's got he's really read into Michelle Obama's thinking. He's got a good yeah, mindset. Michelle Obama. I don't think Michelle Obama is texting Joe Rogan about her her presidential plans or lack, lack thereof. But, you know, I've been wrong on a lot of things in my life, Anna. Uh, I'm a flawed human being and I ask for forgiveness for that. But I don't think I don't think um, that Michelle Obama is uh, feeding Joe Rogan political intelligence and so Democrats it's a are safe bet. Yeah, it's a safe bet. You know, we don't like to make assumptions here, Punchbowl News, but that's an assumption we feel pretty comfortable making. Um, number two, Democrats obviously use her fundraising solicitations all the time, but use like maybe her her uh, words and her and things about what, you know, real things she said. So uh, anyway, just an interesting thing that we noted and uh, that we noticed rather uh, that we thought we would uh, uh, share with you guys. All right. With that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.